Welcome back, friends, to Watch Closely. It's the weekly show where we take a closer look at the world of movies, television, and what's streaming. And today we got some James Bond news to talk about, as well as some rumored uh, video game adaptations, some more James Gunn news, and then we're going to be talking about some new trailers, Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio, the Halo series, Cursed, oh, the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, which I know you're excited to get into, and then we got uh, the Uncharted final trailer, and then we'll be taking some of your Twitter questions. But first... Man has come to warn us that this show may cause drooling, babbling, emotional outbursts, fits of laughter, loss of bowel control, chubby thighs. <laughs> Ernie, welcome back. Hello, hello, friends. How are you, man? I'm good, dude. It's good to be back, and I'm glad to have you back. It's uh, been too long. Thank you, thank so. you. Uh, yeah, I'm excited to be back. And dude, what news we got? I mean, thank you for that introduction of all the things we're going to be discussing. It feels like we're catching up in, in the beginning of the year. Like, it's so much already happening right uh that's true i'm glad there's a lot of stuff to be talking about because that gives us a lot of fun stuff to look forward to yeah me, me as well i think i mean you know we really love the podcast and we do this as fun but we're also consumers of all this content and it's awesome that we are getting all this content you know coming into this 2022 hopefully omnicron ends and stuff and we kind of get back to normal like uh freaking the uk just went back to normal i think they're like no more mandates for them, if I'm not mistaken. So uh, oh, nice, a lot of people nice, are nice. like rumoring, you know, the the Twitter versus the room uh, uh, murmuring. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's supposedly we're going to get to that already at some point. Uh, but Dude, can I say one thing, though? Like, please, I, I'm, I'm excited that there's new stuff coming. But last week, it felt like there was nothing. It felt no. like there yeah. was no movies to go. Like, I was like, there's nothing. There's nothing this week. It's and, always the beginning of the month. Like, I mean, the beginning of the year, right? Yeah, that's true. That's true. Uh, I'm excited for what is it? Moon, Moonraker, Moon Knight, Moon. Uh, what's the Moon movie coming out? <laughs> You're talking about Sailor Moon? I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Sailor Moon the movie? It's uh, the one with Patrick Wilson. Moon something. Moonfall. Uh, Fall of the Moon or something like that. Or or Moonfall. You're right. Hey, right. Yeah, that one Moonfall. looks like a fun popcorn movie, and I I might go to the theater. We'll see. Oh, that's I wish interesting. It, wish it was streaming, but. Uh, see, yeah, I was going to say, I'm thinking of waiting for that one. It doesn't look like something uh, I want to see. I just, I, I don't know. It just doesn't look that interesting. I think I think you're going to like it. I think I'm going to watch it and I'm going to be like, bro, you got to watch this movie. <laughs> it, it looks interesting, like, but I, for me personally, I wouldn't go to the theater. Uh, it's a skip it. Dang, we just skipped Dang. right ahead into our segment <laughs> here. No, just joking. No, no worries. Okay, so these topics we've pulled throughout the week, usually on Twitter, we get our, our stuff, so... I wanted to say if you guys have questions that you want to have on the show, definitely tweet at us at Watchful Tweets or use the hashtag uh, Watch Closely, and we'll be sure to get your question answered on the show and uh, support our channel. You know, subscribe to our podcast; it'll be fun. Well, let's get into the news, Ernie. What's the first topic? All right, so I guess they're talking to Idris Elba to be the next James Bond, which is kind of cool because I, I had said Idris Elba would probably be the best choice in my opinion. I think we had a couple other people that we had discussed overall, but I guess in an interview with uh, Deadline, it, it was not a, it wasn't an interview. It was like a, it's a podcast episode and it was with Barbara Broccoli. She was talking about that there has been a big conversation regarding the future of, of the franchise and that Idris Alba was in the top of people that they want to choose. Now I wanted to ask you, I mean, right now this is just that it isn't guaranteed that he will be, what are your thoughts on that? Dang. James Bond's going to be canceling the apocalypse. <laughs> Dude. 
How cool, bro. If he gets it, I think that would be perfect. Perfect casting. Henry Cavill would be awesome as well. But I think any of those two guys, that's, uh, that's awesome that he's actually in the conversation. He's a little, he's like similar age to Daniel Craig. Like, I'm not sure if he's older, but it would be kind of interesting that they pick a uh, same age group versus like, usually they go younger, right? Cause they want to keep them around for longer. Yeah. They want to do a, a bigger, I mean, longer series, right. Of movies. But even if he just did one James Bond movie, I think it'd be sweet. Like even if he just, you know, came and went and he's like, okay, I did my James Bond. I'm good. I would still love it. I think, dude, uh, honestly, just do it. Just, just cast him. I think it'd be great. <laughs> no, yeah, dude, I agree with you. A great choice. Honestly, if they end up going with them, they do definitely go with younger people, but I would be remiss if I did not say my thoughts would be that they get him and he is older and they show a different side of James Bond. Kind of like a more, uh, you know how Sean Connery was in the old Bond films like Russia with Love. And, you know, it was very, you know, obviously it was campy, but there was this more matureness to that character in his films. Imagine if we got something like that with Idris Alba, you know, that that showed the maturity, not the uh, Daniel Craig kind of learning from his mistakes to get to where he is. Right. You know, we still kind of had a Daniel Craig that was learning and he was, you know, he barely had Q and, 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 you know, all that stuff. But what if we had an Idris Alba that was older, mature, and was either retired and had to come back for whatever reason? And, you know, the story kind of goes off of that, which is an older version of, of James Bond. I, I was like, that sounds like a great idea. And and now that, you know, we, we got no time to die in the way that ended, obviously, I'm not going to spoil it. Definitely go check that out. But me and you, Jason, we know the way it ended. And the way it ended, we know that they can do something pretty over the top, right? I would say I, there's no way. I, I don't want to say too much, but you know what I mean? That they they have something that they've done that you've it's never been done. So they can mm-hmm. probably add that to the Edris Alba. You know, there's there's so much to work with if they had him as the James Bond. But like you said, I would like to see a younger one as well. But I mean, dude, do, you, do you think that... Mm. They might be considering him because he is in a similar age bracket as Tom Cruise, and they might do a MI6 a crossover. I'm not sure, to be honest with you. Is that a thing that you've rumored, or is this something you well, want? Well, people have been saying, like, <laughs> oh, you know, MI6 is like the uh, American equivalent of yeah, uh, yeah. 007. So, like, imagine. Yeah. Like, I think that would be fun. That, that I mean, that sounds fun, but I mean, it. it I feel like how would they keep that seriousness? You know what I mean? I mean, uh, it's, of it's a just crossover. Alba, he already brings the seriousness. I think. He I know. So, I mean, but he's also really funny. Is, is you know, in our you know when he's in the office, he's pretty hilarious. But, but like, I, I just don't know. How, I mean, yeah, that sounds like a great idea. Like uh, sometimes you know crossovers are cool, you know. But sometimes I'm like, I don't know if we needed this. This one sounds like it could definitely work, but it's like, I don't know if Tom Cruise and them would kind of mesh well with like whatever James Bond has going for him. I could see freaking man from our uncle more going with Tom Cruise than anything than James Bond. Well, I mean, it's been referenced. I think uh, oh, okay. Mission Impossible has referenced the British intelligence and the 007. Like it's been, yeah. like back, both of them, I think, have referenced it. So it's like, I feel like it's a matter of time. But, they exist in the universe. Yeah, right? they exist in the universe. So it'd be cool. Oh, it's, I mean, that'd be, I, mean, I wonder. Now, I mean, you got me thinking. I didn't even think, I didn't even notice that. But I mean, they're, they're both real things. It's not like they're referencing the movies. You know, they could be referencing the real thing. But if they were, like you're saying, I, 
I don't know. I, I, I'm, I don't know. I don't know. I don't like this idea. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, the more I, I think about I, it. I, the more I nah. think about it, I'm like, I don't want to, I don't want to mix these two. I, I just, I don't like Tom, uh, Tom Cruise. Like we were talking about before. He has like the flavor of the week. You know what I mean? Where it's, it's like, who's the bad guy going to end the world? And what's the craziest thing he's going to do next? James Bond doesn't mm. feel like it fits in that. Unless they James Bond's something. like more, a little more serious tone yeah. with the, the twirling mustache villains that are like plotting to destroy the world. Or, exactly. You know, something more menacing. Yeah. 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 So it, it, I, I don't know. I don't know. I just don't see a, a world where I can see that guy, you know, well, he, he's dead now, but uh, God rest his soul. But the guy that's all, do you have a girlfriend? I'll find her. And I will hurt her. Remember that in Mission Impossible? I think <laughs> I think it's Ghost Protocol, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, Wait, you're like, talking about I forget his name Phil, right now. Philip Seymour Hoffman. Yeah, yeah. So he so I can't imagine him meeting Adris Alva's James Bond. And you know, well, and I him, think it would have to be like Tom Cruise it, is in a situation where he needs more help. And oh. the the more mature James Bond comes in to like help him out. Yeah, yeah. Or something like that. I don't know. I, I'm playing devil's, like, devil's advocate, but I feel like that could have worked when they did. Uh, I forget. I'm sorry. I get my Mission Impossible movies confused. There's been so many, but there's one in particular where Ethan Hawk or what's his name? Ethan something. I forget his name in the movies, but Ethan Hunt. Ethan Hunt. Thank you. I was going to say Ethan Hawk. <laughs> Ethan Hunt becomes like a not a double agent, but they're going after him. Like he, you know, he he's in the wrong, right? I think it was Code's right. Protocol. If I'm not saying, I think Coast it's Protocol. Yeah. 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 And uh, imagine if they did something like that where that James Bond and him were both being now, then that just sounds like a buddy cop movie now, which now I want. <laughs> That's funny. You're like, uh, I, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I keep, I'm sorry. I keep trying to sell this to myself after what you say, but no, I just, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I don't like this idea. I, I want these <laughs> franchises to be separate. All right. So uh, I have another question for our next bit of news. Apparently it's been confirmed by deadline that, Jason Momoa has joined the cast of Fast and Furious 10, which I believe is the last Fast and Furious. I hear rumblings that this is the final one. What do you think, Ernie? Let's fight like demons. I'm <laughs> just kidding. You remember that? So that in Justice League, I think. Uh, yeah, people no, no, wait, people are saying it's Sorry. confirmed that Fast and Furious is underwater because <laughs> of his Aquaman. <laughs> uh, talking to the fish. Yeah. I, I mean, it's cool. I like Jason Momoa. It's not like, I just, I, I don't know what he's going to be. I feel like Again, with these movies, they always get the villain of the week where it's someone who you don't know what their intentions are. Like, what's next? If you guys saw the last one, we just had John Cena was the villain and then he wasn't the villain. And then Charlize Theron became the villain. And it, again, and it it was like this whole thing. I, I don't know if they're going to bring John Cena back. But I mean, I I don't know. I, I kind of would have liked to had seen Jason Momoa been freaking Vin Diesel's brother more than John Cena, to be honest with you. That would have been sweet. What if he's his cousin? Maybe. <laughs> it's going to be uh, uh, Michelle Rodriguez's long lost brother or something. Yeah, something like that. So so we know he's in the movie now. It's confirmed by deadline. But is he a villain or have they said what he's going to be? Do, do they know? No, it hasn't been revealed. Oh, okay. So I'm, I, you assume he's going to be the villain. It's just, I mean, it makes sense to get such a big star to, you know, to play someone, I guess, that's got a bigger role than just being part of the group. You know, I think a lot of the the characters now in Fast and the Furious are getting kind of sidelined a little bit, you know? Back yeah. then, Michelle Rodriguez was pretty 
uh, she was in the forefront a lot of the movies I remember. And now I remember now I felt like she kind of fell behind a little bit and now she's kind of coming back in the newest one. So I feel like, uh, I feel like it just wouldn't work like that. I think they did that with Maya or uh, her name is Maya. I think in the movie, Paul Walker's wife, she kind of fell on the wayside as well. And she was like kind of a bigger character in the other ones. I don't know. I haven't seen the movies in a while. Yeah, I don't know. I kind of feel like this one's kind of a weird one, to be honest with you, having Jason Momoa. I'd rather have that guy do his own thing. That buddy cop movie with Dave Bautista <laughs> that he's working go. on or whatever. <laughs> I I don't mind it. I feel like it's not terrible, but it, it is kind of weird to introduce them so late in the game. Like I feel like if you're going to wrap up the series, it should be a combination of all the past series, like the threads kind of tying up all the loose ends. So it'll be interesting. Like, I feel like he's going to be filling the role of the rock. Cause I don't think the yeah. rock wants to come back for the last one. So agreed. Yeah. That's kind that's of, funny. that's probably what's going to happen, but mm. yeah, we'll see. We'll, we have to see more about the plot. Yeah. And I, I agree with you. I, I was thinking the same thing that he would take place of what the rock would be. And then I also was thinking like, how would they add him in? Would they, would he be, Hey, do you remember me? I'm the son of the guy you beat up with the wrench that other time. <laughs> You know what He's I mean? Something the, so silly. Like they would the Raptor do that. Wrangler. He's going to be a uh, freaking Chris Pratt's brother from uh, oh, Jurassic dang. World. And he's going to be like, you want to ride a Raptor? Dang. <laughs> uh, all right. Let's move on to our next piece of news. And speaking of The Rock, Ernie, you put a you put a picture of. It's all about pride. It's all about power. Tell, <laughs> tell us about this. Tell us about- <laughs> I'm sorry. These little jokes are getting me. Uh, so. I guess The Rock had been on the... Uh, he, I was reading a men's health magazine that I had, I had read somewhere. And there was this article talking to him about just his read overall... Men's health? I didn't know you read, read men's health, dude. Uh, no, no, no. Just now for the for the Rock's thing <laughs> because of the interview. That's all the only reason I read it. And uh, I was like, oh, okay, I'm going to read it just 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 because. And I was like... And I was reading all his stuff. And then he talks about like, oh, okay, yeah, I'm on this diet. And every time on Sundays I eat like super crazy, I found I find creative ways to basically eat something that's really bad for me and make it worse. And I was like, I wonder what he does. Like he gets like a burger and he adds like rainbow bacon strips to it. You know, we don't know. He didn't say, you know, but he just says he does some crazy. Right. And then they, at some point during the interview, one of the guys asks him, you've been, you've had a long history with Microsoft and Xbox. Do you have any plans to bring in any video game characters to the big screen? He says, we're going to bring one of the biggest, most badass games to the screen. And there's more, uh, there's more to it, but okay. So at the time of reading the men's health magazine, when that had come out, okay. So everyone's speculation, right? What's the biggest games at the time? Everybody went from gears of war to call of duty, random games, I think. Right. And Microsoft had just acquired Activision Blizzard slash King. Right. So they own call of duty. And if you aren't aware, Dwayne, the rock Johnson had worked with, Microsoft to release, I believe it was a 360 back when that had come out. It was like a big thing. He did this thing with like Bill Gates and all that. So now that the that that news had come out, people now know that it's Call of Duty. Like they they had somehow people have deciphered the code or whatever, and it's Call of Duty, and it's based on Black Ops, a game within the Call of Duty franchise. If I'm not mistaken, Treyarch created it. And it's it's basically, you know, they, they go through Vietnam, the Cold War. It's very 
very psychological. It's it's one of the better games in, in terms of story and also gameplay. Uh, I think a lot of people can attest to that. I think Black Ops 2, Black Ops, I think 4 was really good, actually. Just people don't really talk about them as much. But yeah, so now we know that it's Call of Duty. What are your thoughts? I mean, you know, when I had written this news, I was going to tell you, oh, hey, what game do you think it's going to be? But <laughs> now we know it's Call of Duty. So any thoughts on, you know, that they said that? I think that would be better than Madden. I know he was he was quoted by saying he was a big fan of Madden. I was like, I don't I don't want to see a Madden franchise. <laughs> I can I can see where it would appeal to some people, but not me. Uh, I was honestly hoping it would be Fortnite because I know he's involved in like the foundation, like he's a character in Fortnite right now. And uh, I I think you could do a lot of fun things with it, kind of similar to like the Halo franchise where it's it's a little more sci-fi. But Call of Duty is a fun game. It's a fun multiplayer game. I don't know how much story they could. I mean, I mean, they could probably craft a great story around it and just call it Call of Duty, kind of like what they're doing with Uncharted. Um, I'm a little hesitant because we haven't had a lot of great video game adaptations as of yet. I mean, Last of Us might prove us wrong and like Halo series might prove us wrong. But those are series, right? This is like a movie. I don't know. I'm I'm a little uh, lukewarm on the idea. I know The yeah. Rock can sell it. He's really great on selling selling ideas. So. We'll have to see. What do you think, Ernie? Well, I mean, I, I think I I wrote down here, will this like hit rock bottom if it's created? <laughs> I, I, pardon the pun there, but you know what I mean? Uh, he is known to try to, he's been trying to put movies into, or I mean, sorry, he's been trying to get video game movies made for a really long time. He tried to do Spy Hunter, which was a PS1, PS2 game, I think it was, if I'm not mistaken, long time ago. He did the movie Doom, right? That's owned by id Software. And right, now they're is... owned by Microsoft. So that's his second attempt at a movie that Microsoft owns. You know what I mean? So he's he he's tried to he's he's tried to put his foot down, uh, you know, in the door with a lot of these video game IPs. I think he could do a great job. It's just I don't know what character he would play out of the Call of Duty franchise. I a lot of people have like speculated these random off set set characters like there's these characters that just because they, they look like him, they think it could be him. But I'm like, the rock is a big guy <laughs> just because he's a big guy. Doesn't mean he could not play like uh freaking the lead of a call of duty game. You know what I mean? Those other ones are side characters. Um, right. But well, like call of duty doesn't really have a standout hero the way like halo does. You know what I mean? Like there's characters, but there's nobody that when you think of call of duty, you're like, Oh, that's master chief. It's not, it's, there's no, that guy. I don't know. Yeah, he would he would probably be part of a squad and it'd be like a team movie, maybe kind of like an A team. I mean, possibly. Think? I, I think he has. I mean, it's from what I've read thus far, they're doing like I was telling you, I think it's it's rumored that it's going to be in Black Ops storyline. And Black Ops is like I said, it's based on in the 1960s, like the Cold War. I think they they go a little bit more uh, in depth, like with other other timelines, like the 1980s. And, you know, it, it changes varies between the games. But the big character is like uh, in the game is a CI operative named Alex Mason. His mm -hmm. whole thing is he's trying to recall his memories of things that he did during combat. And it, it's a pretty pretty cool story it, it i can see him so playing that is that, a, character. that is a central hero character like you're saying that is an essential character that is is very you know renowned mm -hmm. in call of duty like people know him 
You know what I mean? But oh, okay. also, if you play Modern Warfare, a lot of people know Captain Price. He's a big character. He's a British guy. I don't know if <laughs> I've ever heard uh, uh, Dwayne The Rock Johnson ever have a British voice. You know what I mean? Or like, I don't know if he if he can. I'm sure he can, but I, I just don't know. <laughs> I should say, I guess. I, I don't want to like badmouth talk him because I don't know. But, but there's a lot of cool little stories. I do hope they do a one-off, some something a little bit more in the vein of Black Ops, but not following the exact same story of that game. Just because I don't want to relive the story. You know what I mean? It just doesn't make sense for me to... I want this to be for you who didn't play that storyline. You know what I mean? It's like, it's Call of Duty Black Ops, but it isn't the game story. It's its own thing and its own universe. And I, I could definitely see them doing that. You know what I mean? I mean, Doom did really bad, but there was that cool scene where they do that the first person shooter moment. I don't know if you recall that movie. They had a really yeah. sweet scene. I thought that was really cool, but then the rest of the movie wasn't good and, and had a, a Carl Urban at the time. I don't know if he was like super well-known at the time, but I don't recall. I feel about this the way I feel about Uncharted at the moment. Like I'm really curious to see how Uncharted does overall, if people like that movie, because it's the same type of thing where you can build a story around the premise of Uncharted, but how are you going to, you know, appeal to the fans as well as new user base. So it'll be interesting. Well, let's, let's see how Uncharted does. Well, well, let me ask you this. Um, you know, I, I know you, you do play certain games and do you think that if you played Call of Duty, like every story the way I have and or the Uncharted as well, do you think that like, these video game adaptations would resonate with you a little bit more? Or do you think that you would be a little bit more reserved? Because I mean, for me, I told you Uncharted looks okay for me. I'm, I'm expecting it to not be what the games were for me, you know? And, and and so so I'm not like, I'm not over the moon for it. You know what I mean? I'm just like, okay, I'm here for what it is. I'm not going to, you know, judge it any other way. I, I'm really excited for The Last of Us, but that's, you know, you get what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, But like Uncharted and Last of Us are both centered around uh, a story. Like you're following a, a character through a, through a storyline and then my memory of call of duty is multiplayer where you pick a guy you pick a, a set of weapons and you go fight there's no there's not much story that i know because i didn't play the missions like i know the missions are like a whole nother thing but i wonder how much of the general audience goes through and plays the missions or they just play multiplayer like you know what i mean like they just go in and play with their friends and yeah, have yeah. a good time and then you jump off you're not you're not in it for the story you're in it for the in interaction well see that that that's interesting that you said you say that because like now they're into well they, they they weren't the first but with fortnite they're integrating the story right into the multiplayer which is freaking awesome i love the way they did that i guess what i'm i'm just wondering is since you have no really phys like attachment to the, these video game franchises do you feel that they're gonna i mean are they gonna be good you know, is, is this going to be decent for someone who didn't play the games? Is this going to be, you know what I mean? It's just all comes down to story. Like, I think if you if you know of the franchise and they're trying to sell to the general public, they need to sell you on story. They need to have something where it's like, oh, I want to go check that out. I want to see what's going to happen. Um, they can't just they can't just rely on the nostalgia like they're doing and some of these other ones. All right, let's move on to our next topic. Ernie. Uh, we're talking about James Gunn and, uh, we're beating a dead horse here. I'll be honest. I don't want to talk about James Gunn anymore. <laughs> <laughs> nah, it's okay. It's okay. Let's, let's get into it. He was saying that 
it's confirmed, right? That there's a spinoff series in the works. Yeah, and and yeah. it's funny because I'm glad that you you said that 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 you know we're being a dead horse. Yeah, dude, he's like everywhere right now. I think he's gotten this popularity because well, I mean, Peacemaker's doing really well, but I think he's gotten this popularity for DC and Marvel that people are just having him in such a high regard for everything he does. So any move he makes or anything he says, people are just all over it, right? Yeah, he's having his moment in the spotlight for sure. Yeah, he's having his moment, which which is good. I, I think I think I was talking to you about this the other day, and I, I I couldn't find the word, and I couldn't figure out what it was, and I think I sent it to you. The auteur, right? That's like a new right. that, that's a new word I learned. The auteur is like the person who kind of like he's leading the film industry in his own way. He's creating things the way he wants them, and so people work for James Gunn. James Gunn isn't Marvel. James Gunn is James Gunn. Does that make sense? He's a, he's a brand. At he that is point, a brand yeah. himself. That's the auteur. And, yeah. you know, now people have put him, like I said, in such a high regard that anything he talks about it is worth mentioning. And I just wanted to do a quick little rundown. Right. So he's going to be working on another TV show, you know, and it's going off of Peacemaker. And, you know, I think I was telling you, who could it be? And I, I was thinking that it could be polka dot men. A lot of people are speculating that he probably didn't die. And he was claiming that the show was going to be a little bit more serious, not in the same vein as Peacemaker, which was a little bit more, you know, on the comedic side. But then you were telling me that possibly he could be working with Idris Alba as Bloodsport or freaking uh, Harley Quinn played by uh, Margot Robbie. So who do you, who do you expect him to do a one-off show off or a spinoff? Sorry. Well, that deadline tweet was saying that Bloodsport and Carly Quinn, the actors are pretty booked, but it's possible, right? Like you're saying, they can move their schedules around, and yeah, I mean, it, know, stuff stuff could happen. Yeah, it's not, it's not like uh, not it's like they're busy now, but what about next year? You know what I mean? Like we don't know, right? And I mean, James Gunn is definitely having his moment. It's it's funny that he was saying Peacemaker is one of the top shows right now that's being streamed, which is crazy. Like I, it's doing really well. I'm wondering if Disney is like kicking themselves for not having a competing Marvel show released at the same time as uh, Peacemaker because there's nothing Marvel to watch, right? So everyone's kind of migrating over to uh, DC realm for Peacemaker. So he's got that captive audience, which is great. So it was perfect timing for them. I feel like Ratcatcher would be fun. I think I, I would watch a Ratcatcher show or a Polka Dot Man because I don't think Polka, Polka Dot Man survives, I think. He looked, I thought he was... I thought he was dead, but I, people were saying it's confirmed that he's still alive. So that'd be fun. King Shark would be awesome, but I feel like it'd be too expensive unless they're like going to really up the budget because Peacemaker did so well. Um, I don't know. What do you what do you think, Ernie? I mean, I, I think I talked about this last time, but I I was hoping they would do something with Batmite where it'd be like cross dimensional kind of characters and them doing these one like every episode is a different episode. You know, how they when they filmed The Mandalorian, they always had a different director but it was still the writing of John Fabra. Uh, oh, I would right. love for a James Gunn to take on a, on a, on something in that vein where he's, you know, he's writing these scripts for every episode, but he has different directors kind of change up. And I think like Batmite would be that cross dimensional character that can, you could, he could show the different Batman, like heavy metal Superman, you know, so it's cool stuff like that. I was also thinking that he, uh, I mean, cause it is DC. I was thinking they could do something with Lobo. Do you know who Lobo is? Right. Yeah, I saw that yeah, yeah. So, going so, around as well. Yeah, so Lobo would be a really cool character. He's sort of a bounty hunter, and he's pretty serious. He does have his like crack joke moments, very, uh, very kind of 
kick ass and chew bubblegum type of guy, at least in the cartoons and, you know, some of the comics I've read that I've seen. But I feel that that character could be a pretty cool, uh, definitely. But, uh, you know, similar to Peacemaker, like it's in that same vein. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. So it's got to it's got to be someone more serious and it's got to be someone in the universe he's already created. I'm more leaning towards Polkadot, man. I don't think Idris Alba. I don't think he would uh, do it. I think he's going to if if the James Vaughn thing happens, I think he's going to be pretty, pretty busy. (laughs) Right. That's true. Yeah. I wanted to also talk about that other quote that um, you posted in the notes where he was saying that this was the last time we'll see the Guardians. And then he was also saying this was going to be a a, a bigger, darker Guardians movie because I think they just finished filming on the set. Uh, what do you feel about his comments that this is going to be a bigger, darker Guardians, different than what we expect or what we've seen in the past? What do you think about that? Uh, I'm sad. Honestly, because I mean, uh, we all knew that there was this was going to come to an end. I didn't think it was going to come to an end this fast. <laughs> Not in the third right. one, you know what I mean? But it, it this one's going to make you cry for sure. And I think he talks about the Zune that Yondu gives uh, Star-Lord right at the end of the movie. That's going to play a very, very big part in the whole grand scheme of the movie he was, he was saying. And I don't know if I want this tone in this Marvel movie, but I feel like he's trying to do such dark gritty content in the past couple of things yeah. he's been doing you know and i'm here for it dude honestly I'm, I'm excited to see it but i'm definitely a part of me was like i don't want to see them like lose i feel like i feel that they're going to do the ultimate sacrifice they, they have to like all of them as guardians are going to be like i'm with you star lord you know tracks and then they're going to jump into the sun and blow up you know something like something like that is going to happen i mean like toy story 3 where they're all holding hands at the end oh uh, I teared. <laughs> I saw that in theaters, that scene, and I teared up, dude. I'm not gonna lie to you guys. I was like, dude, that was sad. Yeah, dude, it was a sad moment. That was a crazy moment, dude. Uh, but yeah, that that's that's my uh, two cents on that. I I just feel that he's <laughs> he's gonna he's gonna break some hearts. What about you? What what do you what did you think about that? I'll be honest. I don't like it. I don't like it one bit. I don't like that. We're getting a darker, grittier. I think leave that in the DC realm. I wanted to have a fun romp with these characters again because, like you said, it's too soon. Like, I maybe you can take what he's saying, where it's saying this is the last time people will see this team of Guardians. So maybe it'll it'll shift a bit. We might have a mix of different Guardians, but I don't want that ultimate sacrifice, like you're saying. I don't want to end on a like a dark note. I want it to be a fun adventure. Like the last one was really fun. I feel like we haven't had Mantis around for nearly long enough. Like she was just introduced in the last movie. I definitely want to see these characters continue and it's going to be weird if they just disappear in this last movie. Like I don't, I don't necessarily want that. Yeah. I don't like it either. I mean, <laughs> I mean, but, but I like, it's because I know it's going to like be really sad and I don't, I don't want that. I've always wanted guardians to be very uplifting, you know, in its moments of, of, you know, of comedy, I'm sure they're still going to have comic relief. Come on, James Gunn. Don't disappoint us. All right, let's move on to our see it and our skip it section. Ernie, we're getting into uh, the trailers that we're a little bit behind on the trailers, I have to admit. But let's get into the first one, which is Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio. I want to tell you a story. It's a story you may think you know, but (laughs) you don't. Not really. You see, I, Sebastian J. Cricket, was there. As a matter of fact, I lived, actually lived, in the heart of the Wooden Boy. 
Ernie, what did you think of the trailer? We didn't get much of it, did we? But Ewan McGregor's sweet voice, dude. Right when I heard it, I didn't even know it was him. Like I, I genuinely didn't look up the uh, IMDb of this of the character list and all that. But I heard his voice, and I was like, "Oh, dude, that's that's Ewan McGregor, dude. I I know that voice." And uh, he's playing Sebastian J. Cricket. So I think uh, Jiminy Cricket, right, or uh, a version of it. I don't, I don't know. I've never read the old Pinocchio stories. But the way that yeah, maybe Jay is Jiminy or Jimmy. Yeah, man, most likely, right? Uh, that was my guess as well. But so, so we just get the teaser. It's just him talking, and he's talking about the story of Pinocchio. Nothing too crazy, but the animation or that claymation. What is that, Jason? That they that's in that trailer. I don't. I think it's stop motion. Okay, yeah. thank you. Stop. There you go. Stop. Why did I say claymation? Yeah, the stop motion, dude. It looks so freaking sweet. I haven't seen a cartoon like that in a in a long time. I love stuff like that. It brings me back to a child, like, you know, the nostalgia feeling of when you're a child and you used to watch James and the Giant Peach. That's what it reminded me of. And I was like, oh, man, this is this looks interesting. Now, I this is going to surprise you. This is a skipper for me right now. I didn't see enough of it to 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 make me want to watch it. But I'm real. It's a reluctance. See it. You know what I mean? Where it's like, I, I'm sure the next trailer we talk about will sell me on it a lot more than this one did. What about you? What about you? What were your thoughts? So like, I didn't even know this is a long time coming project. It's like a passion project of his where he's really wanted to tell this story in this kind of, you know, dark crystal. It's actually Jim Henson. I was, I was curious when I saw the stop motion, I was like, is this like puppetry? Is this claymation? Like you're saying, but it, um, Jim Henson team is going to be behind this, which is awesome. I don't know if you've ever watched the dark crystal series that was on Netflix and got sadly canceled before it could wrap up as it was it was amazing what they did with the puppetry was amazing and i uh, i think they can elevate this story just using the techniques that they showed in that series so for that i'm excited the cast there's a lot of people in the cast obviously everyone loves guillermo del toro so i'm sure a lot of actors are wanting to jump on this project and the animation looks cool i'm curious to see where they're going to take the story because some of the the behind the scenes like imagery looks very weird in in that del toro style where it's a little little twisted a little different than what you're expecting he's really good at storytelling and like creating these worlds that are unexpected and full of interesting things so it'll definitely hold your attention i'm not sure we need another pinocchio but i i'm curious to see his take on it so i'll give it a see it just based on the excitement behind the project i mean it has eight different writers i i found out that have gone through this script so we're getting something that's probably going to be a little darker, a little more adult, you know, a little more in the vein of Del Toro's wheelhouse. So for that, I'm excited. And so for that, I will see it. Any any other thoughts, Ernie? No. Uh, my only thought is, why are you against <laughs> me? Uh, why are you not going to not skip this with me? <laughs> Just kidding. No. I I, I mean, honestly, I, I like what you said. I, I think you're right. And I, I when I read when I first read the movie, I, I seeing that it said a darker, grittier version of the Pinocchio story. I was like, the Pinocchio story is already pretty dark and gritty. If you watch the yeah. like the Disney movie, it's like super, it's kind of creepy. It's it's weird. You know what I mean? Yeah, I don't like some of it. Like, I'm, I'm, yeah, I'll, no. I'll be honest, I'm creeped out by some of the, yeah, same. the animated version. Yeah, yeah, yeah same, dude. I, I, dude, I don't watch Pinocchio because of that. I really, I don't watch Pinocchio. <laughs> and they turn into the donkeys. Oh, dude, and yeah, like, it's scary. He's all, I want my mama. You know that scene? Oh, dude, it's, oh, dude it scares me. But 
Yeah, dude. But I, it's a fairy tale. It's supposed to be cautionary. Yeah, yeah. Know? No, that I mean, yeah, definitely. That's that's very true. So I, you know, I'm curious more than anything. Like I, I keep saying that for everything. I mean, but that's that's it. it. It just it has my curiosity. You know what I mean? You know, uh, uh, there's only certain things that have my curiosity, and then they have my attention. Dang, that's from Django. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, dude, I, I, I'm it's still skipping for me for now. But I'm I'm sure I'm gonna watch it. I, I don't doubt that I'll, it'll be a see it. But at the moment, I'm just I'm not sold. I I, I want to keep my reservations for other things to watch during December. Jingle all the way for Christmas. Oh, you know true. what I mean? That's Christmas time movies. That's true. It is a Christmas uh, release date, so I wonder how they're gonna sell that darker tone. You know what's funny is uh right when I saw the cast, I saw Kate Blanchett there for you, and I was like, dude, that's Jason's. He loves her. A lot of stuff like I, I know you. Do. She's good. Yeah, She's I know good. you do. I know you like her. So I was like, I'm sure this is going to see it for him. And uh, yes, dude, Ron Perlman's in this. Yeah, yeah. Tilda Swinton. Dude, David Bradley is sweet. You remember him? He comes on Game of Thrones. He comes out in freaking Harry Potter. Yeah, Harry Potter. Yeah. All right, man. Let's move on to our next trailer, which is for The Cursed. We've all dreamt of silver. That's cursed this land. Judas asked, what are you willing to give me if I deliver him over to you? We will all pay for the sins made by our elders. There's a manor house. They've sent for me regarding their son who's gone missing. It may be connected to what you've been looking for. You put this in here, the cursed. What'd you think? I was creeped out, bro. Really genuinely creeped out. I am excited to watch this movie. I haven't watched a good scary movie in a while. I, it's just it's just not something that they keep coming out with. Like, I think the conjuring, the devil made me do it was okay, right? We talked about it, I think, in my experience in the theater where that guy pooped himself. And I <laughs> that's right. <laughs> I forgot about that story. <laughs> Yeah, so, uh, it, dude, it looks really creepy. Everything, you know, it's, like, based in 19th century. It, it's, like, somewhere in France. You know, it looks really mysterious, right? It, it's just, it's got everything that I like in these horror films. And it looks religious, and I like that kind of stuff. The trailer, I was telling you, it creeped me out. I had, I was I was on YouTube, and I was watching a video on something random, dude. Like, it was, like, a video game thing or something. And then this trailer came out and I couldn't skip the ad. You know, I, I was doing something. So it was just on there and I was watching it, bro. I, dude, I've never been so like, you know, scared with my headphones on. <laughs> I was like, I was like, this looks scary. I have to send this out. And as soon as I send it, I send it to my wife. I send it to like someone else. And then I'm like, I got to put this on the notes, bro. Jason's got to check this out because I'm sure as, <laughs> I, sh- I know he's going to want to see this, dude. I know it. It's so funny because all the, all the reasons why you list it. I was like, <sighs> yeah. So bloody handprints on the door, opening shot, check. Booming bass, check. Whispers in a foreign language, check. Bible reference, check. Old 19th century setting, check. Dark forest, check. It's a, it's a, it's a typical horror movie. Yes. You've seen a ton of them. 
Snore. <laughs> Snore, I say. I'm so tired of these. Show me something new. I don't know. For me, I it was so like paint by numbers. I know you love this stuff. I know I like I'm sure you guys eat this up like when you watched it, but I was like, ah, all right. I, I'm gonna have to watch this one. Another yeah, of course. generic, like you know how many bad horror movies I've had to sit through, guys? You don't even know. These guys just love to drag me into these <laughs> B, C, barely. Like, Jeez. this is like when you're when you're a teacher and you're giving out a grade, like this is like, yeah, you got a C, but did you earn that C? No, you did not. <laughs> I had to sit through that paper. <sighs> like, it's a reluctant C. It's like, I'm like writing it on the paper. Here, take your C. <laughs> this is a C for me. And I'm glad that you're feeling this because... These are the essential horror movies. Like this is that type of horror film. You know, this is what right. people it checks all the yeah, boxes. It checks all the boxes. This is what you're coming for. You know what I mean? And it and it's funny because I I, I keep telling you this. Uh, if you want something different, Jace, if you want something different that isn't this, watch Midsommar. And I know you're so <laughs> reluctant on it. See, you're reluctant. But but dude, that's true. That that's true. movie is literally everything you want. You know what I mean? It's the opposite of the checklist. It's the opposite of the checklist. It has nothing. And I mean nothing (laughs) that you, like, you know, those beer team movies, all those things we watch, this is nothing like that. And, and, you know, obviously we're talking about this film, uh, The Curse, but I'm sorry, I just had to throw that in there because if you genuinely want something that's not going to be this because, you know, this this is appealing to a certain fan base, right? And I think we're going to talk about the next film, which is going to be Texas Chainsaw. That's appealing to the slasher film horror buffs, right? Right. And mm-hmm. and, and uh, this is appeals to the religious, you know, de- demonic, you know, whatever have you. This is that. And, and and I don't know. I'm here for it, dude. I'm excited. I'm definitely going to check it out. And I'm not going to lie to you guys. I always say this, but guess what? Jason's going to be there with me. <laughs> <laughs> Hate it. Hate it. <laughs> No, it's it's funny you because you always I I knew you were gonna put this on here and I was like oh man okay let me bust out my soapbox of course um, but no but the the few things I like about it is that uh, Kelly Riley's in this and she is fantastic in uh, Yellowstone I don't know if you guys have watched this Yellowstone's a really good show that uh, not a lot of people have seen but she does a really good job in there so like the casting like there seems to be a lot of solid cast to it um, so we'll see we'll see. Um, all right, let's move on to the next one, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. So Harlow is a ghost town. We have a vision for this place. All it needs is young blood. I don't want to live here. This is a chance for people to start fresh somewhere. Somewhere safe. Hey, guys. You should see this. What are you doing in our house? Really shouldn't be here. Ernie, what were your thoughts when you saw this trailer? Ah, dude. I genuinely 
got excited for this, and I'm surprised that I did. I thought I, I thought the the first trailer was okay, and I was I'm gonna watch it because I like slasher horror films, and I didn't. I think I think we were talking about last time where you know some slasher movies are just very you know they just kill kill kill. There is no there is no way of them escaping or whatever. There is no hope, right? And you know, like I said, that appeases to certain people that like that kind of horror films, and you know. I thought the trailer looked pretty cool. I I, I like the the way um uh Mark Burkham's uh the way his leather face looks. His his face is so different. You know what I mean? Because obviously those who don't know, Leatherface uses people's skin to make a mask to craft a mask. That's because his his face is deformed, and they show you that, dude. And uh, you know what's funny is when I put this on the trailer, dude. I'm I'm so sad that you didn't mention the picture that I added. It's a it <laughs> so. I was going to ask you about this. Like, what is this? <laughs> Someone tweeted out, and I wish I could have got the tweet, but it says, how excited are you for the new Texas Chainsaw Massacre? And someone's in bed, and it's a chainsaw, and they're adding KY jelly to it. <laughs> oh, that's... I thought this was like a, 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 a shot of what was in the trailer. I was like, I didn't see this. You're yeah, like, what movie is this? No, that's just a what joke. It's just, like I said, this is this is appealing to certain fan base. Like, there's... It's like Scream. That's a that's a sl- horror slasher film, right? How much slashing and stabbing do they do in that movie? I think it's the creative way, I guess, that they do it. But it's pretty, very similar. I think the only big twist is like, who's doing it? This one is like, we know. Yeah, it's like the mystery yeah, of it. That, right? That's the only thing it has for it, right? That's the only difference. Which is funny because you, you wanted to see Scream, right? And I'm like, the only difference here is that we know that this guy is killing this guy. Leatherface has been like in, in, in this ghost town for years with no one bothering him in this side of Texas. And all of a sudden these dang kids come and obviously they ruin like his sleep or something. And now he's, he's got to kill dude. And, and, and it's funny because even in that clip, they, they go off of what do they, what do you call them? The millennials, right? You know, they're recording him and they're like, they're like, it, it, you know, if you do anything, you're, you're, you're sued or I forget what he says, but then he gets freaking chainsawed up in the sky. You know? And I was like, yes, right. this is yes, dude. Nothing is going to save people like this, that, that this is what these movies are. And I was like, I was excited. I thought it was, that was really cool, dude. It's creepy. It has that like Midwestern vibe, you know, where, you know, it's, it's more to, close to home. You know what I mean? Uh, it isn't like foreign. It's, it's in Texas, like right next door to us. You know, what I mean? it's not like crazy for, I don't know. I just thought it was really cool. And uh, I love the way the tone of the f- movie has been shown in the trailer. Yeah, it is definitely a better trailer for sure. But yeah, I don't know, bro. <laughs> I'll tell you a little story that uh, what, what happened was Please. I had, you know, you have your, you have your, your messages open on your computer and uh, I had multiple conversations going with people and, uh, I accidentally to my my mom, I was like, ha, you really want me to rant about Texas Chainsaw, don't you? <laughs> She's like, what are you talking about? <laughs> I had to. She she was like, uh, it's a skip it for me. Like right off the bat. I was like, oh, OK, so, uh, there we oh, go. So she listens to the no. gas, dude. Dang. <laughs> That's awesome. But seriously, like, uh, yeah, I don't know. Uh, Ernie, Ernie, I, I know you love these movies. Yes. I can't get behind it. It's just so I this this trailer made me do a dive into the psychology behind why people like slasher movies because I was like, I, I don't understand the appeal. I'm trying to understand it. Here's what I found, Ernie. People with higher anxiety tend to feel more comforted by these type of horror movies, by the adrenaline and the dopamine that you get because 
you know you're safe, you're in a safe spot, but you're tricking your mind into thinking this person was chasing after me. You get that kind of, it's the same thing where if you ask someone to describe a lemon, like eventually their their glands start to like do the same thing as if they were eating a real lemon because it's become so real and visual in their mind while they're describing it. Same type of thing. So maybe it's the anxiety. You're getting that relief. Maybe it's also like the, uh, you see it, but it's also at a safe distance. Like, you know, it's not really going to happen to you. Like Texas is far away. You're behind the glass. You know, you don't get that. So I don't know. I It was interesting to me. Um, they said that actually people who have higher empathy tend to dislike these type of horror movies because they can picture themselves or like relate to the people that are being harmed and they don't like it. It's kind of like if you see, like if you really love puppies, right? You don't want to see a puppy get hurt in a movie. Same type of thing. So I don't yeah, know. Yeah, that's a no-go uh, for, for me. If I see a dog get hurt in a movie, I'm already done. That's how I feel, though. Like, I know people are like, it's a puppy. I'm like, it's a human. It's a person. That's funny. Uh, I feel like people are more... Uh, uh, <laughs> people are definitely more... Yeah, yeah. Yeah, like more emotional <laughs> for uh, an animal than they are for a freaking uh, a human being. I think it's because uh, some part of our brain knows that it's not real. You know what I mean? But when it's a dog, it's like we feel it more real for some reason. But but I'm it's, glad that it you... It feels more helpless. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, definitely. And but I'm glad that you said that, right? Uh, I think uh, I think I had discussed that with you when we discussed the teaser trailer for Texas Chainsaw. I told you that I had anxiety, me and my wife, and that that helps us kind of, I guess, cope with it in a sense. But it was I, I didn't I didn't know how well that was until fairly recent when she had looked it up herself. And I was like, this is cool. Like, uh, you know, I hate horror, dude. I I genuinely I used to dislike horror films, like just like you. I felt the empathy of like, why are like, I hated the movie hostile. I felt bad for these people. Yeah, that were, like, That's a terrible movie. I hated saw too. I liked the story for saw, but I hated every moment of the people being hurt because I was like, dude, these people are being tortured. This is not fun, you know, but for some reason right. at some point during my maturity and <laughs> to the adulthood, <laughs> I started to like, I started to, enjoy horror movies for what they were because i stopped being a a, a scaredy cat bro i was i'm a, i was a, i'm a big scaredy cat and i think once i got past that i'm still scaredy cat but once i got past that moment i think i started to enjoy these movies a little bit more and uh i don't know about my anxiety and i don't know i make i feel like it gives me more anxiety dude like thriller movies give me a anxiety i want to skip ahead to see what's gonna happen but I don't, obviously. I stick it oh, through. Dude, I love Thriller. <laughs> you like that suspense? Yeah. I don't like that suspense. Dude, I, I, I freaking hate that. And, and, and I, I, you know, I get, it's the anxiety. And I think it's just when, you know, the older I've gotten, you know, I guess the worst is probably has, you know, occurred, I guess. But yeah, I don't know. This, you know, going back to the movie, I want to check this out. And I already know what I'm going to get. You know what I mean? I, I think that that's the one thing I like about this podcast is, you know, obviously we can tweet it out and say like, oh, I'm excited to see this movie. Why are you excited? Because it's the same thing that we want in, in the other past movies. I think they have, if I'm not mistaken, I think they're using uh, uh, the original creators of the movie are going to be uh, working on this. I think it's the, the the people that did Evil Dead and Don't Breathe, which is Evil Dead was one of the movies you enjoyed. And I don't know how you felt about Don't Breathe. I thought it was really cool, but obviously we don't condone that raping ass dude. <laughs> that was kind of weird. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, so this is a CFM. Yeah, it's just interesting. Yeah. Um, say it for you. All right, man. It's a skip it for me. I, 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 the way I kind of ended it on, uh, mm. like my, my research into it is, is it all depends on how you watch the movie. Like if you're the type of person that wants to empathize with the characters and like 
put yourself in their shoes. You you tend to not like slasher movies as much unless you're like rooting for the villain or something. But like a lot of people are chasing that adrenaline rush and that's kind of what you're getting out of this one. Like for me, it's nothing new, right? Like it's nothing that I, I'm going to get like out of it. I feel like I'm going to, not to say like you shouldn't watch it. It's just like, for me, I would rather watch something more wholesome and uplifting. Like the world is already too dark enough as it is. I don't need more of this in my life. So for me, it's a skip it. No, I I agree. Not saying you shouldn't watch it, Ernie. No, honestly, (laughs) just saying I would. uh, You've talked me out of it. This is a skipper for me now. (laughs) I don't think I should be watching this horrific monster. You know, I, I, you know, sometimes genuinely I, I'm sorry. Last rant. I, I love talking to you. I'm sorry. Uh, like, is you know, everything <laughs> we discuss sparks conversation. But it's funny that you say that because there is moments in time where I watch things that are a lot more uplifting. Ted Lasso, dude. Dude, I never left a show smiling and so happy and giddy after the fact. And then I started watching Euphoria. Uh, the other day oh my god <laughs> like the complete because, opposite. dude. there's so much i'm sorry there's so much penis on that show it's 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 crazy i don't even remember the first season but the amount of of penis and just like drugs and and it's super artistic to be honest with you there's beautiful scenes and the story is really intriguing to me i don't know i'll really enjoy the show but i it's it's a i think i watched the first episode and was just depressed it's a yeah it's a sadder show it's it's a sad show and and i think that that's 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 good i'm glad that you brought that to light because you know if you guys are feeling down you know obviously don't keep listening to or watching you know sad things get get, you know to get out of that funk go freaking uh read a self-help book you know something that's uplifting I think I think you, you would get it just it does your mind and body good. You know what I mean? It'll get you out of that funk, I feel. Uh, but right. sometimes it's just nice yeah, to get you, in that funk, dude. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, I I feel like a lot of times we're we're so in our in our minds that we don't uh, take the time to escape it. Like we're just kind of bogged down by what we're we consume, like we keep consuming more and more stuff. So. Yeah, it's the comfort, right? Yeah. The comfort of it. Notice, I guess, just notice the thing you're things you keep putting in your brain, mm. and uh, be mindful. Make sure you're not, make, yeah, get a get a healthy balance, as they say, like just like your food, you know, get a healthy balance. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, Agreed. All right, man. Let's talk about. I, I'm going to move on to because I want to talk about this next trailer because I was kind of excited for it, Ernie. What do you think of the Halo Plus, Halo Plus, <laughs> the Halo series? <laughs> Everything is plus now. Disney plus, Paramount yeah, plus. Dude, we're in the plus of It's coming dude. to Paramount. You know what's funny is the when I had written down the notes the first time I put Halo Plus, and I was like, oh, yeah. why did I do that? <laughs> Humanity's best weapon. Master Chief, huh? The Master Chief was enhanced and trained for one purpose. To win this war. He and the other Spartans are our only effective weapons against the Covenant. He is lethal, upgradable, and most importantly, controllable. Okay, so we we both were waiting for this trailer. I am genuinely again curious dude like curious george in the book you know what i mean trying to figure out this crazy world what did you think of this trailer man like did is this 
is this the halo you remember from the games of yonder you know what i mean is this i'm hopeful bro i'm hopeful this trailer if if anything it just made me excited it did its job like a trailer is supposed to get you intrigued and it's supposed to get you like hyped for the show that's coming so I think I feel like it did its job. Like I had a bunch of feelings watching this where it was hitting little things like, oh, this could be cool. I like that it was focusing on story and like, who is this character? And it tried to try to build upon the lore that you're getting in the games. All that stuff was making me hyped for it. It still could be terrible. Let's be clear. Like it still could be a horrible show. It's coming to Paramount Plus. I don't know how much I trust them at the moment, like as far as like the, the things that they have on there. But yeah, man, I was excited. I was like, yes, please let this be good. How about you, bro? Were you, were you excited for it or were you, how did it, how did it rank on your enthusiasm? It sold me, dude. I, I wasn't genuinely, I was not excited to see what was going to be of the trailer. I, I was really reluctant on watching it when you had told me, oh, it's out. Did you watch it? And I'm like, no, I haven't. Should I, you know what I mean? <laughs> I think I just, there's been so many, uh, uh, you know, past halo things that have come, you know, that are, you know, that's true. We've been let down. Yeah, exactly. Before. They've been lackluster, right? They just, they weren't really great. And so I mm-hmm. wasn't expecting much, but I can honestly say to you guys, I am excited. This looks really good. They were given a budget. Like you can see that in the CG. Right. CGI and the way like uh, um, Master Chief is fighting, right? The eight, the Covenant. How cool did that look? I was like, dang, that looks sweet. And and, and I, I'm I'm not see. I played all the story games. I think we played one of them together, but I played them all. I don't remember the story that well. I haven't played it in a very long time. I know they're gonna deal with the Covenant and the Flood, right? And I think you see the Flood. Uh, I think they use a human woman, if I'm not mistaken to speak for them because uh i don't think in the game they ever used anyone or spoke if i'm not mistaken no they're just just parasites parasites, right and they control people but i love that they did that i love that addition to it it makes it easier to digest for other people who don't know the story because imagine if they just had the flood running around they're like uh what because most of the the story that you kind of get in the game i feel that you get in these terminals and you have to go read up on it or find these audio logs and you know things like that which which are really cool um the suits look freaking awesome i love all the spartans that are coming out i feel like even you know i i sometimes when you play the games you're like oh there's so many spartans but you're only going to remember master chief no there's like really cool spartans like buck that come out he's like an odst he comes out later in reach i believe um and he's a great character and they all look different and they all have their personalities and in this trailer without even noticing i was like i can already tell who like who's gonna be who in the in the spartans and they're gonna have personality like you can tell yeah they'll have their distinct exactly yeah Yeah, so which is which is awesome i was that that made me more excited i think the thing uh and i think a lot of people got really bothered by this and and uh me you were kind of where you know we agreed but then we kind of came to a conclusion the Cortana, right? She's not blue. <laughs> and, <laughs> and the internet went crazy. And the internet what? went crazy. The cool, the great thing is we got Jen Taylor, right? The original voice actress, which is freaking awesome. Right when I heard her, I was like, no way. Like I, I told you, I was like, I didn't even know it was her. Like, that's awesome. Yeah. Super cool. Yeah. And, and so, yeah. So, so she's not blue in the trailer and people lost their lids, bro. 
I was in the camp of like, oh man, why did they do that? Like, what, what's the purpose of them not making her blue? I feel that that it just it it should have been blue. And then I think we were talking about it, and I kind of I I, I guess I kind of came to the conclusion I was like, well, it makes sense that they maybe want to change her from the overall story gameplay, or I mean from the story the way she looks there. But I I don't know. I'm still somewhat bothered that. You know, they're changing that because we are we don't get, you know, the cool thing, like like I said, we get Jen Taylor doing the voice. We don't get uh, Steve Downs, right? Uh, the Master Chief, the original, the the voice. You know, he has a sweet voice. I, I didn't do justice right. there. But yeah, that's true. I do miss his voice. He's he's iconic. Yeah, I, that's a iconic I think a lot voice. of people were also a little bit bothered that he wasn't uh, the voice for the Master Chief. I feel like they're going to show him, though. I feel like they need an actor, actor to play him because they might have some backstory or something where you see Ooh, him cool. like, without the mask. Yeah, no, Maybe. you're probably right. I think with Steve Down, well, he's never had his mask off, right? In all of Halo, we've never no. seen not in all of Halo. It's supposed to be you. Yeah, right? yeah. yeah. He, 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 at some point, if you beat it in Legendary, I think Halo 3 or 2, I don't recall. He takes off his helmet, but you don't see anything. Uh, yeah, it's just like yeah, the back of the uh, But I, I don't know. I, I think I think, uh, I think overall the trailer is is really good. I It looks like something. It looks like a series. It looks like a TV series. It, it sold it to me like a show that I'm going to watch for a prolonged period of time. So I'm going to watch like five episodes, 10, whatever they have of it. And, uh, and when I'm, which I'm glad because sometimes it's hard when you watch a trailer to differentiate between what's a movie and what's a, what's a show. And this one is definitely a show. You can tell that with the way everything was pieced mm-hmm. together. Um, I'm, it's a see it for me. I, yeah, I'm, I'm glad that it is a series because it, it means they're going to take their time to, to evolve the story. I also feel like all the stuff that we saw as far as like the graphics were involved, it feels like the animators and the people behind the art direction are really trying to make it realistic in regards to the Cortana thing. They're probably looking at it from that angle. Like, is there a reason why it needs to be blue? Like if you were to create a CGI or a, an AI element, a humanoid AI, like, would you want it to be blue? I think blue was just the style of, cause it was a game, right? You wanted to be able to see her as you're walking through the game and like notice her and people were saying, Oh, you know, that's an essential element to the character. Like she must be blue. I'm like, no man, like I, let's just wait and see what their vision is before we judge it. Right. Like we just got a tiny little glimpse of her and like, how cool is it that Jen Taylor went, I, I tweeted this, right. She went from the voice of the character to actually playing the live action character. Like that's really cool. And I'm sure she's super nervous, right. Because there's so much to this character. She's a very beloved character almost as much so as Master Chief. So I'm sure she's nervous. Like people are saying, ah, oh, she looks terrible. I'm like, dude, give her give her the benefit of the doubt and watch the show. Like you might end up loving it. You know? I don't know. That's my yeah, take. Yeah. I feel like everything I've seen so far looks intentional. It looks like it has some sort of care and thought put mm. behind it. Could be terrible, but from what I saw in the trailer, I was excited. One last thing I want to do, one, do want to say that intrigued me uh, was the psychological factor of, what the Spartan means and how uh, uh, Master Chief or uh, Spartan 113, I believe is his number, if I'm not mistaken, uh, uh, how, you know, he's supposed to be the ultimate kind of weapon that's controlled by by uh, by the Spartans, right? And, and the Spartan program. And, and yeah. I was like, that, that's cool. I don't, I don't remember in the video game if that was a, a big thing. If, if you got to see these characters... Uh, uh, you know their story of 
how they were psychologically damaged to be who they are. And, and you could see the, the awakening of him. And I don't know. I, I, I just, I'm genuinely really excited to see that. I think, I think that might've gone lost a little bit in my gameplay, <laughs> gameplay, through, uh, game walkthrough of the game or whatever. I, I don't remember that. Uh, but then again, I haven't played those games in quite some time. So um, definitely need to revisit. Yeah. And I, I remember some mm-hmm. of it. I think it might have been in the in the uh, first attempt at the show oh, okay. where they were focusing on Spartans. And I think they were talking about how you go through that training and you kind of become just this weapon. And Master Chief, for some whatever reason, always had a moral code that he was uh, they couldn't take out of him. And that's what Cortana was trying to be like that attempt to kind of sway him towards what they wanted him to do. But then, you know, when you play the story like the a lot of stuff happens, right? So I, I feel like they have a lot to play with and mm-hmm. I, I'm excited to see kind of where they take that it. scene where he's all Cortana, I need you. I was like, yeah. I was like, dude, I was like, damn. Ding, ding, ding. I was like, that's, <laughs> oh, that's freaking rad, dude. I, I, that was dope. That was dope. I, I, that's, that's all I have that's to beautiful. say. To see it for me, see it for you as well. Yeah, I see it for me, bro. Okay, our last trailer is for the final trailer for Uncharted, Ernie. I've been dreaming about this my whole life. Magellan's gold is the biggest treasure that's never been found. Five billion, easy. So when do we start? Yeah, put that in your ear. Hello? Hello? I can hear you. I'm sitting right next to you. Your brother believed that there was a final piece. But you know my brother Sam? What else aren't you telling me? You have no idea who you partnered with. Silly! All right! It's gonna take a little longer than I thought, kid. I assume we're 50-50, right? 50-50? You get 10%. That's me being generous. Wow. I mean, we talked about all the trailers up this far. Did this one sway you? Are you down to watch this movie, Ernie? Yes, dude, definitely still. I, I don't think it ever swayed me when I saw the previous. But then again, I have more attachment to this than I think maybe you do, right? Since I've played the games. And I think i it's i have to watch it i need to know if they're gonna do the movie justice and i i i'm gonna check it out i don't think i have a high expectation of it <laughs> but it, the movie does look to be what i said a very blockbuster type of film that you know or what do you i forget what you said it was like a popcorn kind of movie and, and, it, and it looks fun mm-hmm. to me it, it still looks fun i think i'm gonna enjoy tom holland i think this one was a little bit more uh, uh, oriented in like comedic relief and and uh, overall um, situational uh, <laughs> uh, what's it called uh, you know comedy and uh, action scenes like it showed you more of that and I don't you know the game isn't like that but I have seen movies like this before you know <laughs> and so I'm like okay I, I can see what they're trying to do and I'm, I'm here for it I'm, I'm gonna check it out like but I don't think I'm going to have, I don't think I have anything more to say than I've already said. Mm. What about yourself? No, I agree. I agree. I, I definitely think they gave you more of a flavor of what the movie's going to be uh, overall with the action and the comedy. I know for some reason at, at one point I, I was looking at my reaction to the movie in general. And I, for some reason I had such attachment to it needs to be like the game even though I haven't really played through the games, but everything I've been reading online, people are like, this is not how Nathan Drake acts. This is not his character. It's basically just uh, Tom Holland being Tom Holland. And all that, you know, it 
it's true. It does feel like that. But I feel like at a certain point, I'm just, I, I realized I'm being more invested than I need to be. I need to just set this all aside and say, let's watch the movie or what it is, you know, without all the background and all the baggage being brought into it. Let's just, you know, leave that at the door, watch the movie, see, see if it sells us on the idea. If it's a fun ride, that's great. You know, I want it to succeed. Like you're saying, like I want it to do good. So I'm at the point where I'm just kind of like, let's just watch it as a fun blockbuster movie and see what happens. So, you know, we've seen worse with uh, Fast and Furious and <laughs> stuff like that, uh, like we've said before in uh, previous episodes. So the trailer didn't do anything more as far as that. So, uh, yeah, February 18th is coming up. It's so coming up quick, man. It's, it's crazy. It I didn't think it was it was out now, but I want to. I do want to preference one thing you were saying that uh, you said you you've never played the games and and I, like I said, I had and there's these moments in the game that that obviously aren't going to be in the movies and I know people are really you know, trying to judge that. I don't think it's going to be in the, in the realm of like Lord of the Rings where people are going to judge that really harshly how I spoke about, you yeah, know what like I mean? Harshly, I don't think they yeah. will, but uh, there is this moment where, uh, you know, uh, Mark Wahlberg, he's playing Sully and he's being choked by the antagonist. And he says, it's going to take me some time, kid. He said, and then I was like, Oh wow. That reminded me of the game a little bit. And, and I, I, I smiled, bro. And I was like, I think oh. it, it, I think I I took myself to see that I think that this is that's why I was from bringing this up. You took your you know you were trying to bring in the game. I was taking away the game from the movie to see it from a yeah. different lens, and then that moment brought me back to the game, and I was like, oh shoot, okay, I can see what they're trying to do, and and they're changing it ever so slightly to <laughs> to appease a different audience, not just the gamers, right? Uh, but that's all I have to say right. about that. I mean, like you said, it didn't add more or any less, right? All right, so uh, let's get into our uh, our Twitter questions, bro. Okay, so our first question comes from at Yah Whatever, which is Y-A-A Whatever with two R's at the end. And they ask, uh, norm- oh, actually, it's just a statement. It says, normalize slapping people who ask questions during a movie or while watching a movie. <laughs> or in your note says, it's not a question, it's a statement. <laughs> so why why well, this one Ernie? Say, what, what? well does it does it bother you when people ask questions during a movie and if so is it only new movies or old ones uh i i i it it harkens me back to when i was showing my wife star wars right now she was watching star wars and she didn't ask enough questions you know what i mean and i wanted her to <laughs> because i just had so many things to say but then when we watched Game of Thrones, we saw it together, right? That was a new thing. And she was asking questions during the whole, pro- the whole every episode. And, and you didn't know any more And I didn't know any information. So that bugged me a little bit. But I was, I was able to, you know, say, well, I don't, you know, I would say, well, you know, me and you were watching it together. I don't know yet. <laughs> you know what I mean? So it, it, I, uh, that's, that's, that was my, my mindset. But I mean, I've never gotten to the fact where I'd, it pissed me off and I want to hit someone. I don't think I've ever had that. What? A- I mean, yeah, I, I don't, I, it depends, right? Like if it's like you're saying, like it's, it's your first experience and you were wanting to like absorb this and soak it in and just enjoy it. Yeah. It's going to bother you. If somebody's like, who's that guy? Like how, you know, imagine, imagine uh Spider-Man, no way home, uh, having 
that be your first experience and people are like, who's that guy walking through the portal? Tell me, like, what does that mean? Like, why does he have these arms? What's the metal arms? to you? You'd be like, bro, I just want to watch this movie. Like you, you, you need to see it for yourself and kind of like soak it in. But I think there's also another uh, viewing experience after you've seen it the first time and you wanting to share it with somebody that I'm fine with, like ask questions because I want you to enjoy it the way I enjoyed it the first time. I do want to say one thing. Sorry. I'm sorry to interrupt you, but you're setting yourself up for that. The, the, the one you said before this, you're setting your, you're bringing someone who, uh, you know, <laughs> like you, you shouldn't, shouldn't have brought, brought this person. Them. I am not gonna bring a person who doesn't like Spider Man to watch watch Spider Man. I would bring you, Jason, because we would know to respect the time we've had during that movie. You know what I mean? <laughs> You're not That's gonna true. bring someone who doesn't, you know, isn't the biggest fan of that, and then they're just there and they're like. Uh, what is that? Like, what is that? Like, I'm not gonna take you, dude. Like, you're gonna ruin my experience. But, but I wouldn't be pissed to smack someone. You know what I mean? Well, for opening night, right? But if you were, if if you like that movie so much that you wanted to share it with somebody else, and then maybe you want to bring someone like that, like that's fine because you haven't that first experience wasn't ruined for you. Like, you had that moment seeing that movie for the first time, and now you're just wanting to share it with somebody else. Like, that's okay. Like, I'll I'll allow. A couple questions here and there. I'm not going to be one of those guys where it's like, shh, shh, this is my second time viewing. I need absolute silence. Oh, that's just my, that's just my thinking. All right. Well, thank you for the question. Yeah, whatever. And uh, let's move on to our next question, which is from at New Plaza Cinema. And they ask, what is the most heartbreaking film you've ever seen? Briefly tell us what made it so. <gasps> Dang, that's a good Dude, question. The Notebook, bro. Uh, I'm sorry to cut you off there. Uh, that movie, I I generally I know a lot of people hate it, even Titanic too. But I mean, The Notebook was a recent one that I rewatched again, and the scene at the end, bro, when they find each other, and I was like, dang, this this hurt, and I oh. cried, dude. I, I cried a little bit, like like a little bibs, and uh, freaking, I think uh, I was talking to my brother and his sister the other, or my my sister in law the other day, and they were saying that I think in Netflix you see when they die together in the bed. But I think if you watch it on Paramount plus, they were saying they took that scene off. I, oh, I, I, I really? don't know. I, I would have to double check. You guys are more than welcome to go look that up. They did tell me that. And I was like, that is crazy. What the heck? Why? What yeah. is this? China? Uh, I, with their censorship. I know. Oh, exactly. Right. <laughs> what they did there with the fight club. Yeah. That doesn't make, that's like ruins the whole movie. It doesn't make sense. <laughs> right. It's like, wait, what? Uh, but yeah, that's the moment you need yeah, to see yeah. that moment. Yeah, that's funny, dude. This question was hard for me because I was trying to think of uh, things that I've seen recently. Because there's obviously like the no Toy Story three, the one that came, Toy Story three. You know what? The one that came to Tell my me. mind from like my childhood was Fox and the oh. Hound, dude. When yeah, he, she leaves the fox in the forest. I was like, oh man, that's so sad. There were so many sad movies or parts of that movie. Um, I have to go back and rewatch that thing one oh, of these yeah. days. But I will say. One of the more recent ones um, that I think you guys should actually check out is a movie called Our Friend. Um, it has uh, Dakota Johnson and uh, Jason Siegel. Um, Dakota ha- is she's a cancer patient, so like um, she finds out she has cancer, and I think um, Casey Affleck is the the husband. Uh, he's having to deal with this, like you know, he's got, he's got kids. He knows his wife has got cancer, and uh, Jason Siegel's character kind of befriends or uh, comes into their their family in a way to kind of like support them. Like, man, really good, really good movie. But 
is just this impending, like, you know, what's going to happen throughout the whole movie. And so it's super heartbreaking when it happens, but uh, it, it's an overall, it's a really good movie. Um, I've never heard of that. Just kind of dealing with. Cry. See, you were t- we were talking about movies that are uplifting. That doesn't sound uplifting at all, dude. Why are you watching that? <laughs> Jesus. No, it, the yeah. uplifting part is how the friend um, helps them through oh, okay. it. Like it's it, it's letting you experience kind of if that were to happen oh, to God, you. I don't like that. Um, or if you if you know somebody that like you could be a a friend for that person. Like it's it kind of was his character was something that I was like, man, I would I would love to do that if that was something that. You know, one of my friends, like heaven forbid, yeah, yeah, like that would happen. But um, I don't know. It was it was a really good movie. So that that was one of those heartbreaking things where you you didn't want it to you didn't want it to happen, but you knew it was yeah. going to happen. And even I yeah. mean, last one um, before we move on, Marley and me. Right. We talked about. Oh, but I knew it. I was going to put that I mean, one. We too. talked about uh, dogs. I'm sorry. I mean, uh, yeah, that that's movie. a terrible movie. So, it's sad. so sad. And we're not going to say what happens. Obviously, oh, when Wilson dies. I'm just going <laughs> to. <laughs> yeah, no, no, but that's a, that's a that's a good one. But yeah, that wraps it up for our Twitter questions. Uh just wanted to say thank you for joining us, Ernie. It's been kind of a a whirlwind cast, but I'm so glad we got to spend some time and catch up on movies. Any Yeah, uh, man. Any other thoughts? No, man. I I mean, I appreciate you having me. I I always have a great time. I honestly, Jason, let me tell you something. Are you ready for this? All right, if we had a whole day to ourselves where we didn't have to do any work, anything, dude. I think we would That's have true. a great time just discussing, dude. Imagine, dude, we would probably do four hours, five hours of this. That'd be great. I, th- I yeah, it's the the time factor, right? We gotta get it. Yeah, gotta get it in. If you guys start supporting us on Patreon and support me and my daughter uh, and her college fund, and uh, <laughs> you guys get us, uh, you know, I could do this for a living. <laughs> you know what I mean? You know I told him we should we should set up a live cam of a uh, of his daughter Amelia to like. Uh, She's yeah. so adorable. Like you guys could just, you know, watch her. Yeah. If you subscribe, <laughs> so you give a dollar, you give a dollar to the baby. Uh, but yeah, uh, no, yeah. As always, uh, we appreciate you guys tuning in every week. Uh, follow us on at Watchful Tweets and definitely use that hashtag Watch Closely. Uh, and we definitely uh, always like to discuss with anyone. Uh, films I, I was talking to this other guy the other day about ghostbusters in my review for it and that was sweet you know we, we we both were pretty you know he didn't really care for it i really care i really liked it but it was fun it was a discussion and it was civil you know nobody was angry it was <laughs> i love that stuff that's that's what i want to do like i we we're all different we were all raised different you know everyone's gonna have a different opinion and and i just i just want to say you guys are more than welcome to you know tweet at us yeah for sure mm-hmm. i mean we yeah. don't always agree so that's what kind of yeah, makes exactly. good discussion right like why do you yeah, like imagine this? if we always agreed on everything and we're like he wants to see texas chainsaw and not midsommar you know he's <laughs> <laughs> the most boring podcast yeah you're right yeah you're right yeah you're right <laughs> <laughs> all right man well that wraps it up for the the episode thank you guys for listening and subscribe to our podcast if you haven't already and we'll be back next week for another episode so until then guys Have a good rest of your weekend. We'll catch you guys in the next one. Goodbye.